Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Last chance. Last chance to join our exclusive Millionaire Recruiter Program. Now, over this last year, I have really, really, really enjoyed helping people start their own recruiting agency. But the fact is, the recruiting world is finally heating up again. Thank God. Which means, so is my agency, Talent Perch. And I don't want to spread myself too thin or my team. So we're doing only one more Millionaire Recruiter Program. So this is your last chance to turn your passion into profit with our intensive 16-week coaching program. It's two a week, digital course, branding assistance, and content creation support. This program starts, yes, very soon, October 3rd, and it will end in February, which is perfectly timed for next year's hiring search. So don't miss the final, literally the final opportunity for unmatched mentorship with me and my team. We spend a lot of time with you to make sure that you are successful. So act now to secure your spot and make your recruiting agency dreams come true. Hello, hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor Bradley, what's going on? How you doing? I'm living the dream. Good. <laughs> How are you? Living the dream. I love it. I got my llama shirt on, which yeah. by the way, you can see on uh, Millionaire Recruiter YouTube. <laughs> and you can purchase at, and here's the link. I love that. I you actually get a lot of compliments on that llama shirt. I, I do. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. You know what's funny is so my mom's always randomly giving me shit, and which thank you, mother. Uh, but sometimes it's like, Mom, where'd you get this? Like, did you like did did you find it on the floor somewhere? <laughs> and so she gave me this. I loved it like instantly. And she looks at me like, oh my God, you liked it? Which to my my question was, well, where the fuck do you get it from? Like, like why are you so surprised I liked it? And why did you give it to me if you didn't think I was going to like it? She's like <laughs> this clown over here. She's trying to dress you up, like make a joke out of you. Come on, boozy Susie. That's well, you, not you, nice. You know, what's funny is, um, so, you know, I would never be caught dead in a Walmart even when I was younger. Okay. Um, I love, love those Walmart pictures. I know. I know. I got a thing. Well, anyway, so my mom would, would randomly give me things. She's like, Ooh, do you like this? I'm like, yeah, I love it. And I would put it on and she'd be like, that's from Walmart <laughs> after it's on my body. And I said, I like it. Oh my God. Anyways, I actually love Walmart. So for any of our listeners, this is not how we both feel. I fucking love Walmart and any oh of God. those uh, little gas stations. I don't know if you guys have them in California, but gas stations that are like, we have Bucky's. It's like, a Oh, well, I, I love that random stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like it, that's like, that's cute. And it's small. Okay. Like well, there's stations. Walmart super centers and then there's Walmart, but a Bucky's is the size of a Walmart. When oh, you come okay. to Texas again, we're taking you to Bucky's because they've got like beef jerky. They've got Dippin' Dots. The kids go nuts in there. No, I mean, our, and they're there. They've got like a little beaver is their mascot. Oh my gosh. It's the oh biggest deal in Texas. I know Jessica, our producers behind the scenes like, yep. <laughs> yep. People come into town to go to Bucky's. It's crazy. Uh, I'm um, having that moment where I'm like, you know, when I want to live in California, I want to get the hell out of California. Maybe I want to stay in California. <laughs> no, you're going to want to move to Bucky's once you see one. You're not even going to want to move to Texas. You're going to want to live in the Bucky's bathrooms, pristine. Um, oh. 
All right, let's get to this. Okay, yes. so this this what we're going to talk about is actually from a LinkedIn post. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a poll regarding should candidates be expected to explain a gap on their resume? And just so everyone knows, only twenty three percent said yes, and seventy seven percent said no. There's twenty over twenty two thousand votes, which I think is in. I'm I'm shocked to see this. What are your initial thoughts? Um, I think that I would have if you would asked me five years ago. I would have said, don't put anything on your resume with regards to a gap, but you and I both know, like we have somebody internally, we hired an amazing employee who had a gap because she was a stay at home mom. She worked then was a stay at home mom raising babies and then went back and entered the workforce. And we actually loved it that she put that on her resume. And like explained what she was doing at home. Yeah. Like it didn't, I, I'm actually support that. And I had somebody, as I started to tell you, I had somebody that was just last week reached out to me and, um, you know, was at home, had been at home for a couple years. Um, it was a male and he had been home a couple years taking care of his special needs son. And so he was like, should I put that on there or should I not? And I mean, I thought it was great whenever, cause he kind of gave me an overview of what he'd been doing to, to care for his son and what his days involved. And first of all, I was like, wow, I can't even harder than any job I could ever even imagine anyone having, you know, like hats off to you. Just like how we talk about stay at home moms. That's a job. That's hard as shit. Like don't discredit those jobs. It's way harder. It's way harder than a, than a real job. Yeah, exactly. And so what he had been doing was commendable. And, um, you know, I also think it was telling of his character. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely put that on there. Cause I think that you, if you don't work for two years, you have to explain that it's going to come up whether you put it on your resume or not, it's going to come up. So I think my f- initial thoughts are tell your own story. Like, don't let them just make a judgment about your background. Tell your own story. And to go back to the employee that we have that works here, she told her own story of what she did. And we absolutely ate it up, loved it, hired her. She's been, you know, one of the greatest employees, like absolutely Mm -hmm. still kicking ass. And so I think it just like, I would want to tell my own story. So I would want to put that on there that this is what I was doing, you know? And if it's like, if you were searching for a job, which I know, uh, you know, so many people are, and I have gotten this question before. Um, it was just very unique to that situation, but I've gotten this question several times before in this last year. And, you know, I always tell people like, yeah, what have you been doing while searching for your job? Because I don't, very few people, especially if they're reaching out to me to ask me, you know, like, Hey, what should I do? You know, should I put this on here? Do you know anybody that's hiring? Whatever. I don't think they're sitting on there, like twiddling their thumbs, like sitting on their ass. Like they're trying to do something. They're trying to find a job. So what have you been doing since then? Mm -hmm. So what I, I think what the post is about is that could, can a recruiter ask you about what you've been up to? And first of all, yes, like, of course we need to ask, you know, and also it's, it's a conversation starter, but like to go to your point is it's like, just put it on there. So it's not weird. So we don't have to be like, Hey, what have you been doing for the last two years? You know, and like, even if you've been traveling or now you get to spend more time with your kids. And, and like you said, even if it's been a really hard time finding a job, even if that's exactly the reason why you like what's been going on, spin it though, in your own, what fun have you had? What maybe things have you learned? But someone on here and I'm sorry, I'm getting really like fired up right now because people are the whole post, first of all, should have nothing negative about recruiters, but it's all negative about recruiters, you know? And it's like, okay, why? Okay. Whatever. But, um, what I'm getting at is that like, look, like there's so many cool things you could do, but in this post, they're like, how are you supposed to acquire skills when you're unemployed? Uh, what do you mean? Read. YouTube. That's, go read. to the library. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
Wait. That's a joke. In today's world to say that, that you have to have like money to learn something new, that's a fucking joke. That is a joke. It's at our fingertips. And I mean, like, yeah, you could like really go the extreme way and say, well, and I don't have any internet and go to the library. That's free. You can't even say you don't have everywhere has internet. Like go to Starbucks. They'll let you work there for free. Yeah, but like, you could, but you could say the extreme, like they don't have a, dev they don't have a device. They don't have a phone. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm talking extreme, extreme situations that if even in extreme situations, there's no excuse. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in extreme situation, I mean, there, I see the homeless guy has a cell phone. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got a cell phone. So I just, I really don't, I, I don't think there's, there's newspapers, like there's something to read. There's something to learn. I think that's an excuse. It's a cop out. Yeah, it is. But to go back to what you were saying about, you know, people are just like going in on recruiters. It, my initial thoughts when you said that is like, where do they think that these recruiters are getting these questions from? Like we're asking questions <sighs> that are important to the company. Yep. Amen. A lot of times they are direct questions from the hiring manager exactly. or we, we already know the hiring manager is going to ask us. So we better not show up without an answer. Exactly. hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh my God. I love you said that. Yeah. And it's like the recruiters get the bad rep, but like, do you understand that we're doing a job and that, and, and I love whenever it's like, say it's a recruiter for meta and the recruiters asking these questions, you'll hate the recruiter, but still think so highly of meta. When it's like, where do you think these questions came from? These are questions mm -hmm. that this company wants to know. So because we're asking the questions on behalf of them, we're not the bad guys. You know, we're doing our jobs. Like that absolutely blows my mind that people are like, oh, how dare recruiters ask this, that, or the other. It's the same thing the hiring manager is going to ask. So you can either get yeah. in front of it and tell your own story, or you could just probably not get advanced ahead because, you know, if you have a gap of employment and you don't want to explain to anybody why, I guarantee you that their minds are going to go to like the darkest places of like, well, they are probably in prison for a couple of years. Yeah. And yeah. So, so someone, again, I think this is so extreme. Someone was like, everyone that voted yes, I would think about how you would feel if you underwent something traumatic that required several months off. Like, they're completely, in my opinion, missing the point. Like the point is just like, just something, a personal situation. Like you could just put that. And if you don't want to talk about it, totally get it. Like you don't yeah. need to talk about it, but you, you know, you can't, you can't just be like, you know, and you can all say I was traveling the globe. Um, but also in this other thing is someone goes, what a recruiter should actually read a profile and a resume. I'm like, wait, what does this have to do with the actual question? The question is, should job candidates be expected to explain what they're doing during each employment gap? Like, how did it get so far away from the actual question? And now it's going to if recruiters reading resumes or not. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> mind boggling. That's like a whole nother subject that we haven't touched on, which I'm surprised is the amount of shit that people talk about recruiters and yeah. the hate well, that I recruiters get. Yeah, the one that we had with Aaron, and I cannot remember that title, shoot, um, we'll reference it in, in the YouTube so people can go back to it. He definitely gets into it a lot. And I think actually he got into it a lot more before we were recording. I wish that we had that recording. Uh, but yeah, the shit people talk about recruiters when guess what? Hiring is the most single, most important function any company everywhere has to do. And guess yeah. who doesn't? Well, and what I always think about too, is as a recruiter myself, I've had bad experiences with recruiters. We've had I, bad experience with everybody though. Everybody, but we don't hate position. them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. so that's why it's like so crazy to me is why do recruiters get this just hate? Like you don't see somebody who's puts up a post about a customer service rep 
And then everybody's just like, fuck customer, just going in on them. You know what I mean? No. And it's like recruiters always get it. And I've had bad experiences with recruiters. I've had bad experiences with customer service reps on behalf of like every position. I guarantee you've had some bad person that you've worked yeah. with, but that is not I a representation of everybody that does that job. Yeah. Talk about bias. We are always are trying to be like, oh, we need to have put away your bias. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who's gonna do that? All right, I don't want to totally steer away from this because I could really because you're right. I think this should be an episode, and I'm wondering if we want to rock this one with ourselves or if we want to bring on a guest. But maybe a guest would just rile us up too much. <laughs> oh well, we would love that. We'd love to get riled up. Um, okay, I'm writing that down so I can make sure that we reference it. But going back to like, should you explain it? Our our thoughts are you should, and that you should put something on there, and the amount of detail that you want to put is completely dependent up to you. Totally. Um, like we said, the the person that we have was a stay at home mom. Um, I even I'm thinking back when I even think she listed out like CEO of yeah she had, of, of Casa de Buyers. Yeah, <laughs> the last name you know I freaking loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, and she and we we poached her. You know, I came across her LinkedIn profile because I loved it so much, and I saw yeah. that she was already employed, and I saw she hadn't been employed that long. Mm -hmm. And I was still like, Hey, like, I know you, I know you kind of just started at, you know, your, your company, but I freaking loved how you like put how your stay at home mom, how, how hard that was. Cause it is. Yeah. Yeah. I and it. I think it, even if it's, I've seen stay at home mom, I've seen, um, travel, like you said, I've seen stay at home or taking care of elderly parents, you know, mm -hmm. like I've seen a million different things and not once I can truly say not once was I ever like, Oh, that's not a good look. If they just had a gap for two years with no explanation. I do question that. I'm like, huh? Okay. Well, this says it ended in 2018. I don't see that they started working again till 2021. Like, I wonder what they were doing in that time frame. I'm going to ask you because I'm going to get asked. Yeah. Anybody's going to ask that question. So I think that's what, that's what the, the LinkedIn poll, like just listen to this podcast. You don't even need to worry about the results of that poll. <laughs> you need to put something because you're going to get asked the question. It doesn't fucking matter if you put it on your resume or not. So I would get in front of it, spin it the way I want to and put it on my exactly. resume because you're going to get asked. You get to have your own narrative and it's like the sure. elephant in the room. You know, yeah. um, and also on the other side, like as recruiters, do we want to dig into your personal life? No, we don't. No. All we really care is like, Hey, how, how can you be great for this job? And now here's the thing. If you have multiple gaps, then of course to us, it's now a pattern. So now mm -hmm. we need to figure that out. So, you know, like, like after COVID, for example, like there's, there's been so many like of us being like, oh God, you know, so much em more empathy has been going into these gaps. Right. So like I had someone recently who, you know, was only somewhere for nine months and then only somewhere for less than a year. And like, yeah, like now is this a coincidence? Is this on you or is this on the environment that we're in right now? And so I had asked that question and naturally it was the environment that we're in right now. Like, unfortunately that person picked two bad companies in a row, you know? And so they're a little more hesitant to join, which I actually think is a good thing for me to say. So like mm -hmm. to, on the client side, I'm going to say, Hey, look, this person made two bad choices. They're really hesitant to make a move, but it's, it's just not a good fit. They're had layoffs. Now this person really wants to find their home. They want to find somewhere they can be for five years, you know? And so like I, as a recruiter, that's exactly what I'm telling the hiring manager. Like we can go to bat for you if you let us. Ooh. Okay. So that I have a question for you then. Um, yeah. so you just got me thinking of this, like, okay, so it's one thing to have a gap on your resume, but like you were talking about in COVID, a lot of people were impacted and a lot of people were doing what they had to do to get by. And so yeah. say somebody has like steady work history for 10 years, COVID happens, and then they're taking roles 
maybe got laid off three different times during COVID. I've seen people do it two different ways. I've seen people not put anything. And then I've seen on resumes, people put laid off, like due to, what would you recommend that people put on their resume? Uh, I would say laid off actually. Yeah. Yeah, Like uh, impacted by the layoffs. And actually I, I like the people who say, you know, X amount of force was laid off. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. laid off this team. 40% 40% was laid off, you know, or, yeah. or, or like whatever it is. Yeah, you do. And then here's another thing too, is that, and it's not a perfect science, but yeah, if you're the last one in, you're probably the first one out, you know, yeah. that's what companies try to do, right? Like they have to take care of the people who have been with their, them for a long time. So sometimes it really has nothing to do with whether or not they're a good employee. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that there's certain scenarios where like, I know we've talked about it in past episodes about terminating and, you know, being fired and saying that you're fired. But I think in yeah. certain situations like that, like you just need to put on their laid off. People get it. And like what we're seeing with all the tech layoffs and stuff, mm-hmm. people get it. And so, and everybody's going to remember those times. Everybody remembers how tough things were in 2008, you know, and that was how many yeah. years ago, like people are going to remember those times. Um, so I think it just is like a general rule of thumb. And I think this like leads us nicely into our broke to boss tip. I think transparency is key with regards to your job history. That is my belief. I believe that we're in a day and we live in a day and age where, you know, work-life balance and things like that are so much more accepted traveling the world, you know, wanting to see the world, things like that. So I think it's okay to put that on your resume. And I think it actually does you a disservice if you don't, and you leave your work history open to interpretation. So right, be transparent. Exactly. The, their own narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Control your narrative, be transparent, and don't leave your work history open to interpretation. You know, something that I was just thinking about that I wrote down is that even if you're traveling, do you know how many transferable skills you now have, you've now gotten from just traveling and understanding yeah. different cultures and understanding different ways of life? Like, like I actually start, so when I was in Spain, I started um, a little note section that just takes all the different countries I've been and I take what do they do really well, including our own. So I started, the United States does this well, Spain does this really well. So a funny example, and Lincoln was making fun of me, but they do waste management really well. They have Mm. these giant, beautiful, great trash cans all over the place. Therefore, there's no trash. You know, it's like, duh, that makes sense, America. Why are we not doing this? You know, so, but it was just interesting, like just the things you learn from traveling and what you can bring, you know, to, to the workforce. And put that on your resume. I think that's really cool. I think you and I would share that with each other. If we saw a resume where somebody had traveled to different countries and put, here's what I learned from each one, we would probably try to poach that person. We would love that. So Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. That's a great, great point. So I think we've given our our listeners a lot of, of different tips with regards to the gaps. Like I think, and if all else fails, guys, reach out to us. Like I said, we have people reach out to us on LinkedIn and ask us these questions. We'll be happy to answer your questions. I think ultimately what we want to do is give back to recruiters, talent acquisition, obviously change mm-hmm. this God awful perception people have of recruiters. Um, but we specifically, we're here to help. And if there's anything that we could do for our listeners, we, we appreciate you guys listening to us. So yeah, we want to give back, reach out to us. If you have any questions about your resume or gaps or how you should spend something, we're here for you. Um, but just yeah. rule of thumb, broke to boss tip. I think transparency is key as much as you possibly can. And I think there's always a way, like truly, unless it is you spent time in prison, I definitely think there's always a way we can spin whatever the gap is into a positive. So I'm laughing over here because I'm thinking about the spin doctor episode that we want to do. And I'm like, give me a time that like I was in prison for like money laundering or something. And I'll tell you how I'll spin it. (laughs) Oh my God. And then try to, try to tell us who would hire you too. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Love it. All right. Another great episode. Thank you all. Remember you can watch us on the, uh, on our YouTube channel, the billionaire recruiter. So, uh, we are loving, we are loving when you review us. So don't forget yes. to show some love. All right. See you yes. next week. Thanks y'all.